is everything so expensive? And what exactly is going on in the labor market? We are all asking these questions, and the U.S. Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, is working on it. After all, that's its job, to stabilize prices and maximize employment. These two key responsibilities are known as the dual mandate, but deflating prices while increasing job opportunities, turns out it's tricky. There's a trade-off between, in the long term, between low inflation and unemployment. The Fed controls price stability with interest rates, high inflation, raise rates to decrease borrowing. But the job market often thrives when interest rates are low because companies can borrow cheap money and create more jobs. Some economists think this trade-off is unreasonable. It's impossible to maximize employment and not ignite price pressures. While others believe it's key to keeping the U.S. economy safe and stable. It strengthens the hand of those people at the Fed who are at least as worried about employment as inflation. Either way, the American people are caught in the middle. I think it's hard to sell to the public that what you're trying to do is make more people unemployed, right? No one wants to hear that. What's the right amount of torture we should do of innocent people? You know, it's not, oh, just a little bit, or, you know, it's, you know, zero. It's, torture is bad. Here's what happens when the goals of the dual mandate start to clash, and how the Fed tries to strike this near impossible balance. The dual mandate is made up of two goals, maximum employment and stable prices. But the Federal Reserve didn't always have a dual mandate. The late 1970s, the federal government could not come up with any plans to help allay this acute level of joblessness. They added that second mandate. Since the Federal Reserve Act of 1977 was passed by Congress, the U.S. Central Bank pursued this dual mandate with its powerful, precise tools, like adjusting interest rates. The Fed had developed a pretty effective way of dealing with recessions. Whenever they occurred, uh, the Fed would start cutting interest rates, and that would stimulate consumption and investment and spending. Or the Fed raises interest rates. When the Fed makes borrowing more expensive, people borrow less and spend less by raising interest rates. Presumably, at some point, employers will hire fewer workers. And if employers hire fewer workers, then there'll be more people who are unemployed. Unlike the U.S. dual mandate, some other central banks have a narrower focus to target inflation. In some other countries, which do not have a dual mandate, the central bank sometimes is tempted to lean too much on the inflation mandate. So that is, it'll accept any level of unemployment in order to get to their 2% inflation goal. And we don't want that. We want the balance. For example, the European Central Bank targets a 2% inflation rate, just like the U.S., but the ECB doesn't address employment. The European Central Bank, which has a single mandate, ran tougher monetary policy, higher interest rates than I suspect the Fed would have run. You know, theory suggests that monetary policy has a long-term effect only on prices. It doesn't have a long-term effect on activity or employment, you know, unemployment, etc. The problem is, if people expect a central bank to um, start targeting unemployment, then they build in an easier monetary policy. Price stability are very directly correlated with the Fed's monetary policy. So they can push interest rates up or down, and they're going to have a pretty good idea what's going to happen. 
and the employment market just doesn't work like that, right? Because the employment market is really affected by so many other factors outside of the Fed's control. The Federal Reserve's Open Market Committee, also known as the FOMC, is made up of a mixture of 12 members from the Fed's Board of Governors and Regional Reserve Bank presidents. They meet up to pour over financial and economic data before casting a vote on whether or not to raise interest rates, using the dual mandate as a guide to weigh objectives. These are matters of judgment. It's when you get to those moments where there are close calls, it's important that the Fed has a clear mandate from the Congress. Those 12 voting members face this difficult decision. Prioritize reducing inflation or maintaining low unemployment. When you're trying to keep prices down, you're trying to keep supply and demand in balance. But when you're trying to maximize employment, that means that you're trying to push demand beyond supply. The danger of pushing too hard for, for a low inflation target could easily cause a recession and a lot of households would have people who lose their jobs. The Fed now it's saying we're going to get inflation down because if we do so, then it will be a better economy overall, which will create more jobs in the end. But first we have to make the unemployment rate rise, which is it's exactly counter to that second mandate. Some economists point to the fact that the U.S. has experienced relatively stable inflation and low employment in recent decades as evidence of how this mandate can be effective. For example, the Fed targets a 2% inflation rate, and that has stabilized what people and businesses expect in the economy year after year. You know, to give credit to orthodox monetary policy, you know, the fact that people have in mind the Fed has an inflation target, expectations have not gone up very much. And again, that's helped to mute the increase in inflation, the nightmare 1970s spirals that inflation goes up and so people expect even more inflation and that causes even more inflation. Ultimately, the effectiveness of the dual mandate depends on a variety of factors, like the state of the economy, not to mention broader economic and political trends. The problem is it feels as if the Fed can only fight a war on one front because there's an inherent conflict in trying to keep prices down. When you're trying to keep prices down, you're trying to keep supply and demand in balance. Some economists believe the Fed should go back to a single mandate. We are clearly at a crossroads for monetary policy in general, for Fed policy. I think that they may take this opportunity to reverse what happened in the late 1970s and returned the Fed to being a single mandate institution because that is actually going to promote more economic stability going forward. Over the long run, it would be better if they were to, in my opinion only, focus really on price stability and therefore give people confidence that their purchasing power would remain intact store value would remain, which is one of the purposes of money. Uh, and I think the world would be more comfortable with it, but I, I don't see that happening either. One reason some experts would rather the Fed focus on prices is due to the difficulty of measuring and defining maximum sustainable employment in the first place. It's very different from the inflation target where if you ask what the inflation target is, everyone says 2%, everyone knows 2%, that's the number. 
And because it's this more sort of amorphous thing, there isn't a number and there isn't one particular measure either. And then if the Fed is too focused on job growth, it may be tempted to keep interest rates too low for too long, which can lead to inflationary pressures in the long term. There's still this tendency, I think, of central banks to um, be just slightly too inflationary. Why do we want to keep pushing up the cost of living for ordinary people? And that's what a 2% target is doing. It's saying we're targeting an increase in the cost of living for ordinary people. Why would we do that? doesn't make sense. Another criticism is how the Fed's focus on price stability may not consider how rising costs can affect lower income households. How can a guy ever save any money? A lot of U.S. workers were not getting paid what they deserved. Companies need to be a little bit more focused on on income, on compensation going forward. If that is the case, then I think you will naturally have uh, a lower unemployment rate, which would benefit the Fed and this dual mandate. Some economists think the mandate should expand to include financial stability, reducing income inequality, or even addressing climate change. I've now actually changed my research focus away from macroeconomic policy um, back to policies that make people's lives better. Legislative action by Congress would be the only way to change the mandate. And no matter what, the central bank does have some discretion in its interpretation of the law and how to implement policy. Maybe it's time to go back to that single mandate. Fed policy swings the economy too far in one direction. Then it swings the economy back because it's constantly reactive as opposed to being proactive in making policy. And finally, remember one very important thing. The only way to raise the real wealth of an economy is through innovation, increases in productivity, new inventions, the things that really raise the efficiency of the economy and allows you to produce more goods with the same amount of input. And that's the only way to raise wealth. 